The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. Consciousness goes in higher densities and then whatever density you're at is where you're able to perceive more things because you have to be at that vibrational frequency in order to perceive those things on that vibrational frequency. Yeah. What you're able to achieve, what kind of little miracles you can do, and then all of a sudden it turned out to be that nothing is a miracle. Everything is natural and it's just your perception whether or not you can see that this also is a natural part of creation. It's a wonderful chaos. Tandem. We work to find rest and fight to find peace. Both head and the heart. Like a you and peace. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healers and the atheists pray? It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos. So today we have this. We Amazing. have Napoleon Reyes. This guy. And we've done 200 shows, and I've always wanted different characters, people that I appreciate and admire and respect. And I like looking in different domains. And you know how Facebook is. They kind of shove people into your feed. And I started seeing Napoleon's videos. Yeah. And I really love this man. Like, like you know, whenever we're talking about shamans nowadays, there's so much associated with people who you go to to get high and have a, a peak experience. So for me, spending time with Napoleon was a bit like, wow, I hear this loving, connected, grounding message. And I said, I want to just see if we can get him on to spend an hour together. Napoleon is quite big on Facebook. If you don't, if you haven't seen his videos, Napoleon Reyes, um, he's got a lot of followers. A lot of people love to just see what he's up to and what he shares. And what I've found beautiful about his post is that it's always this grounded, authentic clearing of things that I feel more connected to after I listen to him speak. And the wisdom I hear is always when, uh, what I associate with nature wisdom. Mm. And I always say, you know. So very connected. Uh, connected and you also feel more connected to nature as you hear him speak. Wow. You feel like he he's speaking almost in a way for nature and not in defense of it, but more like where that connection feels like we in our world are now connecting into the na- natural world and how that balances and how the wisdom is already in nature and we don't need to overthink it. Mm. And uh, and so that was what I always found really beautiful. And I always love it if I listen to somebody and I feel more connected. And that's always how I felt when, as I was listening to Napoleon. I said, you know, I'd love to bring him on for a chat. Independently of that, which I love even more yeah. and twists my brain, is that this tradition, the Babylon, the Babylon tradition, the shamans, and I can say I'm reading this, but it's a pre-Columbian Philippine island. And they were usually women or feminized men. And so when you see uh, images where he also shares himself dressed 
in in feminized clothing and how we're going to he's like the most beautiful female you can imagine right and but beautiful in all respects like mm. like his just the way he carries himself so that just twisted my brain and the and I and I read up on it afterwards just cuz it made me so curious it, it almost sounds uh, we've talked about channeling yeah that when you say speaking on behalf of nature or nature is speaking through him it, yeah. it sounds like he's channeling and then putting the message out that's what i feel like and and that that and and what i was curious because what as i heard him you could fa- you you really do sense it's coming from a grounded place it's 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 coming through him and not hey let me tell you what i read last week in this book and that's what it's I not really an intellect think. no it's not intellect and that when someone embodies something you know how much i love that it's just like let me drink from your well because when someone embodies they give you a vibration and you can feel that vibration and that's very much how i felt uh, in my contact with yeah. napoleon and yeah. just just to say something about embodiment yeah you at least i the way i experience embodiment is when someone speaks i feel i feel it in my body as they're speaking yeah. and a lot of the times if it's an intellectual thing i notice i need to focus more on the words yeah because it's then there's nothing wrong with that by the way but it's a more structured way of talking yeah i think it's like there's nature's wisdom which comes from within and then we give it words and intellect and then we create structures and 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 that structure also makes sense but it takes us back from the essence of the thing let's bring him on let's bring him on i see he's covered up something so i'll see if we can see him now there he is hello nefal hey how's it going <laughs> nice to see you. I want to go back to you and like, oh, okay. your your story. Like, although I followed you and just appreciated your videos, and I first thank you for putting that content out, which is just so beautiful and grounding. Mm-hmm. So, how did it begin for you? Like, where did your story in this shamanic life start? I was dating the the medicine man's daughter. Oh wow! And. It just happened to be that I started listening and, and and I remember I've always had these little voices in my head and then all of a sudden they really started talking to me. And at that time I was in this uh, old folks home and I was doing energy healing secretly to them because you're not allowed to do that, obviously, if you're working the front desk. But it would be at midnight and so I would make these rounds and listen in on their doors in case anybody fell. There was always this one hallway where I felt like it was haunted or something, right? And every time I used to pass it in the daytime, nothing would happen. But in the nighttime, I felt this something. And eventually, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go through this hallway. And, and I was like, all right, if something's going to get me, go ahead and do it. And, you know, and I just walked through it. And I really, I felt like it was going to get me. And uh, I just heard this laughter. And then they were like, wait, you have nothing to fear from us, you know? And then they started talking to me and I was like, I better not tell anybody because then I'll be in some sort of home. Yeah. Maybe a month happened after that, but they were still talking to me in my house and they were saying things like, give this guy $5 or offer to wash this homeless man's clothes or something like that. You know, something like Mm. evil thing wouldn't tell you to do. Yeah. I was like, okay. And so... I started researching a little bit. Other masters came out of nowhere, coincidentally, you know, serendipity. And then uh, then I started to build a relationship with these people, which they are people. They're just people with no bodies, you know, yeah. and, and a higher level, a higher density, we'll say. Yeah. 
right? The higher the dent consciousness goes in higher densities, and then whatever density you're at is where you're able to perceive more things because you have to be at that vibrational frequency in order to perceive those things on that vibrational frequency. Yeah. Right. So then I started getting information from them and uh, what things to read, what things to do, and then they would show me classes where I would kind of go out of my body. I guess that's not really the particular right way to term it, but I wasn't in this thing and uh, it would just give me lessons. And that was where the schools of mystery, as far as being taught, were taught to me. And, you know, yeah. those kind of things, uh, what's a what you're able to achieve, what kind of little miracles you can do. And then all of a sudden it turned out to be that nothing is a miracle. Everything is natural. And. It's just your perception whether or not you can see that this also is a natural part of creation, you know? Yeah. Whether you call it good or bad or any of those kind of things. Yeah. Do, do you know? So what pretty I'm much that's how that happened. And then I, you know, I did Native American shamanism for a very long time. And uh, I peaked at it, I felt. I felt like there's only so many totem retrieval journeys you can do. There's only so many, you know, those things. And plus I was held back because there's a lot of rules in there. There's a lot of regulations, you know, those kind of things. And I'm not particularly a regulation type of person. So that happened. And then, uh, you know, my great grandfather, he was uh, Seneca, which is the Iroquois nation. And I'm mostly Filipino, but I went through that because that's just what I naturally was led to. Mm. And uh, all of a sudden my picture is in the, in the, in the reservations. Because somebody made a meme through Facebook, actually. And what happened, this whole thing was uh, they said it was red face because I wasn't part of them. Wow. Right? So, and then I was going to do this concert. I wanted to give a blessing to these people. And they were like, well, let's get these guys who's doing these concerts. And they didn't call me in. But since my face was on the in the reservations, I came anyway. My guides told me, you know, just stand down and you'll say the right perfect thing. I went there and all these people there just really not liking me, you know, because of this meme or whatever. Somebody put, all kind, you know how people are. They put the memes yeah. and they put your pic or they put my picture without any permission and put, we need a new president. What about blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, my God. No, you guys. <laughs> my feet. And uh, I'm in this room with like maybe 70 people, all the elders. You could feel the that you, they don't like me. Which is strange wow. to me because usually people like me, yeah. you know, but I did put shields on and, uh, you know, they went through it and they read me an actual declaration of war. And I told them, you know, I am not your enemy. I'm your servant here, but if this is going to make you feel better. I won't do that. And then immediately everybody started feeling good about it. And all of a sudden I won the room, which I'm used to winning the room. So and then. uh and then I was lost for a little while. And I was like, I don't know what to do or who to be or who am I now? But I've tell me that for so long. When, you, when they gave you the declaration of war and you said, listen, I'm going to stand down. Yes. At that moment, they said everything is cool. But that also meant that you weren't going to practice the Native American shamanism right. anymore. Right, right, right. Wow. So I had to kill that person, which is good. I mean, we have to kill off the yeah. different people all the time. I just didn't expect it that way. I thought I already did my thing like that, you know, yeah. ever changing, ever expanding. 
And then I started really getting into the Filipino part and it just made way more sense because I am girly. I am a boy and a girl sometimes or just a girl or just a boy. And, you know, I feel like just even having those experiences give me a, a larger spectrum of life to be able to perceive it as and also connect with pretty much anybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because if we're honest with ourselves, the whole idea of a socialized idea of what sexuality is, is just yeah. confusion. It, it, right. It's a confusion that everyone is accepted, so it's considered normal, but it's just confusion. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. It can be normal, but not it, sometimes it's not natural, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, two different things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all based on the society that's judging it, which is. Right. And, you know, it's okay. I mean, everybody went to their, they they go to their things and I feel like it's the greatest blessing. Yeah. When I saw you dressed as a female and Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, you're hot. Like I was looking (laughs) at the pictures, like if I were you, I'd probably dress as a female all the time because you're going to get a lot of attention. It's fantastic. (laughs) It's I'll show Bambos as the pictures afterwards. There is a huge, there is a huge uh, perception when it comes to like, that. I immediately see that if I go out like that, I'm treated less intelligent. Oh yeah. Just naturally less intelligent. So I was just like, huh. And you know, and I don't I'm not particularly the warrior in that mode. And I feel like I use a different set of neural nets, a different breathing pattern, different eye dilation, different uh body movements, all those kind of things are different when I'm in that consciousness, we'll say. Wow. That brings up a lot of questions to me, but I'm going to hold off on that because I saw you had some stuff going on, Bumbus, that you want. I would like to say something, though, about what you were saying earlier in the introduction, where you're saying that these people that take this external thing and then they have this glorious moment and all of a sudden they're shamans. You know, I, I believe there is a part that is needed for that part. But also that's to me, that's the that's the breaking of the ice of the paradigm shift of there's more than then this five sense reality. You go to that level, but just because you keep going that level doesn't mean you're awake. It just means you're just open the same door over every time. Yeah. You don't really need that in order to ascend in, in vibration. You know what I mean? You no, don't need I guess- anything external in order for you to be this internal thing that which you already yeah. naturally are. You know, we talk a lot about that on the, on our show uh-huh. is that, and, we, and, and I enjoy talking about it a lot. The, you know, we have different, relationships. Bombos was a drug addict for many years. I just got into DMT for the first time and I I had a great experience. So, so, but the, but the thing I wanted to say about it is that this peak experience, you know, the one thing we're always, we're always sort of staying that peak experiences teaches you things that you'll never be able to learn because your senses are actually going to be limited in their capacity to go there Mm -hmm. without this external uh uh, drug but i guess what to your point is that if one needs and sees that peak experience as the thing obviously that's where they get stuck right it's kind of like religion almost as if they well i had the experience with the christ god and you had the experience with the muslim god Hmm. but since i had the experience with the christ god mine must be the one yeah. Do you understand know what I'm saying? So kind of that kind of a deal. I feel like it's the same thing as a, as a neuro anchor, as a neuro trigger. You know, yeah. they associate this thing that uh, they're even putting in vape pens now. I think, you know, <laughs> so they're putting what in vape pens? That smoke stuff, DMT and stuff like that. Oh, I, OK. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so now it's like they're 
I think they, I think it's miscalculated. Is what it yeah, is. I was just thinking about but that. And I told him that, and I was like, "You're not going to find in something else." You, you've really taken me on a long journey <laughs> since you started talking. Like, yeah. the, it, there's so much richness in what you're saying. Yeah, and it's funny because we've had several guests. Also, um, uh, like, what's the name of the woman that does? Uh, the mystic the psychic from the las psych- vegas actually yeah, yeah. Oh. Delissa, Delissa hawking who does a show in vegas as well yeah. so in, oh. in a way it's like I, i'm it's a different practice but i i hear another person living in another body having and the same the same outcome actually like this huh. wisdom coming out um i'm curious well, it's not my you, particular wisdom i don't think nice i did i do pray we, to, don't, we, don't, we don't own yeah. the yeah it's yeah not, we got it so you mentioned that you you kind of have a, a connection to entities which channel and communicate with you. Yeah, yes, but everybody well, does is what is the thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Only, only you you've kind of cultivated to actually listen, and the more you listen, the more it expands. I assume. Oh yeah, and sometimes I can't expand to that level, and we'll have to wait, and they'll train me into different kinds of thinkings and these kind of things like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my question, when you said yes to Andy to come on this show, uh-huh. the decision to say yes to that, where did the yes come from? For this particular instance, I usually ask guides. And then they'll, they'll either, what they'll do very simply is either just put a green light or a stop sign. And it was uh-huh. a green light, right? We already devised the plan. So that way it's very easy for me. Like, even if I get lost, I'll just say, green, take a left here, green light or red light. And they'll tell me how to get out of the woods kind of a thing you know so it was more of that uh and that kind of a way but sometimes it's just an intuitive i don't feel good about this i'm not going to do that uh, or uh, let's be curious about this and engage it and we'll go as far as you're comfortable with it you know kind of a thing yeah yeah beautiful yeah yeah it's how i see myself navigating everything as well yeah yeah just yeah, it's, like, it. uh, it's almost funny because Almost every guest that's on the show, <laughs> I hear the way that they navigate life exactly as mine, except we use different words to explain that same experience. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah. like two weeks ago, I, I'm walking and all of a sudden I just decide to walk the West Coast of the Netherlands. Like, I don't know why wow. I've decided this. I'm just, I'm going to do this. And then two weeks later, I have a backpack and I just spend a week. Every night, you know, 100, yeah, 140 kilometers later, I have this experience. And I don't know why I'm doing it. Like, what I really phenomenal don't. resources that you might have to be able to just <laughs> say that and don't do that. Yeah, true. Amazing. Very true. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and so that was just, uh, it was like, and I didn't know what it was there to teach me. But mm-hmm. I knew that I had to do this and it, I'd figure it out because I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I figured out what it was teaching me is that I lost connection with nature. And that's it. It was asking me to find back to the thing that connects me closest to just being grounded. And what I associate with loving that process of a letting all identity just disappear and being yeah. at peace with death. Because yeah. I always see that's my journey is how do I make peace with death in this moment? Not negatively, in right, sense right. Of, but just like, wow, am I like in that space now? Or is there something I'm attaching to that's taking me away from that beautiful spaciousness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would yeah, it's say good to not be able to not always label everything, you know? Yeah. Connection with nature, but also with your body. Yeah. Yeah. Connection with the body. I've lost, uh, I've lost uh, 11 
11 pounds the last uh, six weeks. Nice. Um, and, and, and without any one day, I, I just went to gym. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I could tell you, I didn't take care of my body for a lot of years. Bambos can attest to that. I didn't either. I was, oh, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I wasn't particularly healthy. I feel like I'm healthy because of my job. Oh, nice. You know, I'm not dedicated or disciplined. I just feel like it's a habit now. That's all it is. And as soon as it turns into a habit, you don't need to be de- dedicated or disciplined, right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's the way it's turned into me. I, I had some questions going back to your story because huh. I was a little bit confused. At some point, you're you're given the the war decree. You say, "Hey, no war needed. I'm okay yeah. moving out." So right. you move out and go through this period where you're rediscovering who you are and what you want to be. Obviously, mm-hmm. with all of the influence from the Native American uh, learnings, right, how, right. Do you, how do you then find your way into the Babylon tradition? Is it called the Babylon or am I pronouncing it correctly? Babylon. Babylon, sorry. Which is, that is called the Babylon, but then what I am is something even, there's another thing on there called an Asog, oh, okay. which is the male version, but is female version. Yeah. Right? So I'm an Asog, Babylon is what it is. And so to answer your question, I feel like it's, uh, you know, for a while I didn't really know what to do, but I was still doing sessions. And uh, I didn't do it. I, I kind of just did it the same way. And uh, after a while, I found I was researching, well, then if I'm not this person, then what person am I? And there's just something naturally was just more of a, what about Filipino kind of a thing, right? In my mind. And it's like, well, that doesn't, I've never seen no dances with wolves in Filipino type <laughs> deal. You know what I mean? So I didn't know anything about that. The, yeah. the, the S-Saga or any of these kind of things. Then when I started seeing it and researching it, my guys were telling me, what about, what about this over here? And they nudge me in different ways. And, I, you know, asked my mom about it and things like that. She was like, yeah, we have many healers in Philippines. Didn't you know that? I was like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> so focused on this one, you know? And uh, I started reading upon it and it just made way more sense to me, you know? Like, why am I like a girl? And why am I all these things? And, that's not part of Native American being a girl and a boy type of deal, you know? And I feel like I really resonate with it. I feel like this is the, what it definitely, if you were to categorize it, this is the closest thing I would be in that spectrum. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just went with that. And then I basically took all the Native American stuff that I wore and had and in my house and all this stuff, put all that stuff down and replaced it with all the mythological mythos and the stories and the beautiful uh, statues of the Philippines and dragons and all these kind of things that are part of Filipino culture. So really, I'm just kind of, it's almost like a new uh, Christmas to say, right? Yeah. We explore this stuff. Oh my God, we had our own writing. Oh my God, well, the, the warriors had these kind of swords. And I was like, and, and I love swords, right? So I'm yeah. collecting all these Filipino swords and knives and studying the art of Pakumut, <laughs> which is Filipino sword fighting. And, uh, you know, anything I get, I try to enhance it. I try to optimize it. I try to give my flair to it. I don't particularly invent anything new. I just put my flair to it. And so now I'm training uh, Pakamut, but with these expanding uh, batons, which is way cooler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, did you have a individual within that tradition who you became more aligned with? Or how did you, how did you adopt that tradition over time? How did you become to, like, know this is the more, this is the way, did your spirit guides take you there? Or did an individual take you there? I hardly 
maybe to my detriment, but I hardly ever tried to take mastery from a human. Mm. Because I feel like if you go up to here, then these guys have a bigger perception of what's going on. So, yeah. and sometimes those ones are liars. So, you know, those kind of things like that you have to watch out for. And uh, they trained me into different kind of thinking. They were like, okay, remember this, how this was like this in the Native American? Well, what do you think about this way? Except now it's Filipino. And it's not necessarily Filipino. It's just abilities, right? Just whatever you're aware of. Just like if you, maybe you're seven years old, you know how to make an, a, a fried egg. And then maybe you're 10 years old, you know how to make an omelet and yeah. those kind of things, but it's still an egg, you know? So they started showing yeah. me different things, which I wouldn't be able to delve into because the Native American part says that that's not authentic. But now, since I am mostly Filipino, whatever I do is going to be authentic, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just kind of, uh, I did it that way. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I'm I'm also feeling into how I connect with what you're saying, which kind of blows my mind on one level. Because I always because because I feel like when someone asks me the same question, "Do you read books?" and I'm like, "No," you know, I, I'll write them because it comes like through me, yeah. but I don't read them. <laughs> cooler. Well, I mean, but but. It goes a little bit back to what you just said, is that I'm feeling like if I'm connecting to the bigger thing, that's teaching me. And if I stay aware, then I'm learning through experience. So I learn a lot from people, but people who model behavior, not people who teach and tell me, because you can tell me anything. But if I don't see you living that, then I have a really hard time, like finding that vibe. It's like, it's like you're telling me this is the vibration, but you're living this vibration. You know, they're mm-hmm. like those two things never they never connect in my mind. You're, you're mm-hmm. talking about experiential right now. I'm talking about experiential, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always see Bambos as the biggest reflection for me mm-hmm. because he's very, he's very even more so than me. You're very sensitive to the uh, an individual's vibration. You're an empath, then is that yeah. what you are? Yeah. Ah, uh. but on an intense level. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like almost to the level where I can't even, if I interact with him intellectually, then it's almost like a really struggle. So I have to, I have to drop into fully being, being present almost in this nonverbal way. Uh, uh, I can see that. I understand what you're saying when you say that. (laughs) Napoleon. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've never met a shaman. It's like a, like the word is like a, it's like a label, like a mystic. I don't particularly like that, even that word anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? If anything, I'm a wizard. I yeah, like, I, I love that. I like that better as well. But you can't even run around saying wizard, but what, you can. What, <laughs> what kind of people come to you? Yeah. And what, um, what, are the, what are the kind of issues they might be having with themselves that you might be able to support them through? Mm. Oh, you know, just uh, the majority of people are experiencing the same suffering, the same symptoms and illness and sicknesses as far as uh, too much chatter in the mind, trauma, sexual uh, trauma, those kind of things, uh, abuse, self-hate. That's a lot of self-loathing, even unconscious self-loathing, uh, fear of success. You know, though, even sometimes it's uh, fear of abandonment issues, those kind of things, shame, unconscious cries that weren't cried out and those kind of things. So we'll clear that out of the energy field and the, and the filters. And then there's uh, people who have been uh, cursed or they have an entity, a malevolent entity in them or those kind of things like that. And then those can be negotiated out. 
Um, many different kinds of people. I feel like everybody, anybody, everybody has the same stuff, really, is what it is. So we just got to deal with it with each individual person on their level of understanding to be able to release it, you know. I feel like that's pretty, it's pretty easy to kind of understand it after you're in that vibration. And now, and now with technology, are you doing things online or do people come to visit you? I do a a video call like just like this, except I just pull their spirit into my table, which a spirit isn't linear anyway. It can be a thousand places at once. So, you know, as long as I have their uh, consent and bring it and then it's easier kind of just to take everything out like that anyway, without the body being in the way. But it is a definitely different, a nice experience to have to be a one-on-one. I like to have a one-on-one too sometimes. Mm. Mm-hmm. But at least I don't have to vacuum the rug if it's a video call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's you, pretty much everybody's doing it. Kind of got the same stuff. But lately, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's more worry because we don't know what's going to happen. But mm. that's, you know, that's a great sign. It's not going to be more of the same, you know? Yeah. Do you, are you doing the rituals with these peak experiences as well? So it's more of a ceremony. The ritual means red, which means a blood. Something has to do with blood. So yeah. ceremony would be the correct term for it to be. And it's more of a. But hold on. I didn't understand that. I didn't know that. So ritual has more to do with blood. Right. The word right is, is red. So it's the red ritual. It's the like drinking of blood or these kind of things like this. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So so the ceremony then, sorry, yes. the ceremony. Uh-huh. So would you run ceremonies where you, like you might have a frog as part of the, as right. part of the uh-huh. experience? Did you just say frog? Yeah, because frog is the most right. generic word to use for something else. So um, I understand completely. In fact, you can make it rain with a frog in your mouth. So there's a, what I would do is first I would, you know, I'm talking to the person and I would go in a council chamber about them and, hey, what's going on with this person? They'll tell me, check out their left foot, the tendon is, whatever it is, right? Or they're, they've they've been hurt by their person when they were seven years old, and those kind of mm-hmm. things like this. And then I'll talk to them and see and then go into their subconscious and pull out whatever it is. It's not really pull out, but get some intel as far as what is this prayer going to be for? Because really – all a healing is, it's an intention, right? A desire to for something that you don't believe that you already have. So we focus, laser focus this power prayer into layers because it's uh, everything's vibration and frequency. So then we're basically lasagnaing this uh, power prayer into specific layers of specificity. specificity. And uh, usually it tends to be more of a like, a, oh, this person needs more clarity than they need healing physical. Or oh, this person needs more... Uh, you know, divine self, uh, self-sovereign self uh, love for themselves before anything else can happen. And, you know, this person's just confused, you know, type of deal. So those kind of things like that are, are you know what, even simply, this person just needs to have a great orgasm. Do you know what I mean? Those kind of things. Yeah. So it's like, we'll find out what's going on with that. And then the ceremony, and then, then when I started, in the course of doing it, I become higher in vibration because every time I give a session, I get a session. Yeah. Because it's coming through me, right? It's not coming from me. Because I'm just a normal, well, I'm not going to say normal, but I'm just a <laughs> dude. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So 
To answer your question, yes. I feel like it, go, it goes there, but it's not even on a purpose, not on a let me be holy and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You know? Yeah. It's fascinating when I hear you speak because you also have, like you talked about make an egg, make an omelet, and then you said layers like lasagna. So there's, as yeah. I'm getting a lot of imagery as you're I know. talking. I, I, you know what I find beautiful and what I've always appreciated in watching your videos is that you will take the concept that clearly is articulated for more of a Western mind uh. and you'll translate it really beautifully. And I laugh as I watch your videos because in a way it's like, there's insight and wisdom, which is passing through you, but it's passing through you and your your way in a way that makes it very easy your for, flair. for laymen of any sort just to just to like you can't push you away. You can't mm. say, oh, he's talking nonsense. And there's a beauty in that because it's like you're a gateway between the two worlds of people that are more linear thinking and those that are actually allowing the spirit world to really define and allow them to understand. Does Part that of that is a vibrational spell, uh, a root chakra spell, actually. And uh, it's essentially taking the root chakra's energy and overlapping it over your entire field with the intention, first feeling in the vibration of uh, attractiveness or uh, charisma and those kind of things like that, because the root chakra is the groundedness. It's the thing that makes people see you even and notice your presence before even you notice they're noticing you. Mm-hmm. So really, that's part of that is that. And then usually the prayer is, oh, just let me just be my mouth right now, God, type of deal. And then all of a sudden it'll just come out naturally, however way it's supposed to come out. Plus, I have a little flair to pay attention to me, look at me type of personality anyway. I'm show off anyway. You know, like yeah. even in sixth grade show and tell, it was like, oh, I glued this uh, calculator pieces on me and was like, I'm a robot. And they're like, yeah. yeah, you know, type of deal. So I feel like I'm built for this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious when when I see Andy interacting with his clients because Andy's uh-huh. a coach, uh-huh. he he kind of sees behavior, uh-huh. and based on their behaviors, he can pretty much tell a person's life. And sometimes they'll project onto him that he's a mind reader, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually also getting that a lot more yeah. and more as I'm going, and I'm wondering what words would you use to say that you, when you see someone, you can kind of tell their story. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. I feel like I won't know them until I go into counsel. And that's, what's good about that. You know what I mean, this way I'm not second guessing myself in any kind of way or any of those kind of things. And sometimes I'll make a prejudgment on them because sometimes I'll get clients off Facebook and then obviously the natural thing to do is kind of look them up. But uh, before the session, I immediately just release all those ideas and, and expectations. And yeah. she looked like she must have been whatever it is just because she posted this thing. And we release all those things and just really just be there with the person and 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 just be delightfully kind of surprised. Like, oh, I didn't know this was going to be this. <laughs> or you can totally see it where it's like, oh, I see that she's just blaming everything else outwardly. And nothing yeah. is this person's fault. So, you know what I mean? You can see that there's filters there and, and blocks of different uh yeah. variances as far as like is it, is it the block from the heart is it the block of being able to speak your truth is it the block from your third eye you know and most uh, most healings usually people are confused because first they're seeing to the heart maybe to the left and then speaking to the right and seeing to the forward instead of everything being aligned into one mm-hmm. thing and then this is where clarity is at you know yeah. and really that's 
I feel like it's kind of like a mechanic, but it's just for spirits. <laughs> kind of a yeah. thing. You know? Yeah, I'll always say that I don't want to even begin a session if I don't feel grounded, because right, right. what I'm saying is from a, I, I, I'm not present with the person. Right. I'm actually pulling from tools and things that aren't really in that moment, the thing that I'm interacting with. So mm-hmm. um, it was something to ask. That's interesting, though. He said you he said that you uh, you would watch their uh, behavior, behavior. Uh, how how do you watch the behavior? Do you just watch them like in a, like a weeks at a time or, or in that? Oh, no, moment no, no, you're having no, no. In, in that exact second, I don't okay. want to, I don't even want to look at their Facebook profile. I don't I want to know. any. In fact, uh-huh. as you were talking, something came up for me. Like I used to work for a guy or work for work with a guy. Uh-huh. And he'd always want to tell me about the people before I met them. And I said, don't do that. I have no interest in them. I don't want to know anything about them. And he mm-hmm. kept telling me, yeah, but you should know this or that. And I thought, if you tell me something, my authenticity and my ability to see them is diminished because right. now I go in with the thought that I know them and then I'm not present. Like I, right. I, 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 on the filter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so and, so it's and so when Bombos was was saying it, w- the thing is, is is that I'm sensing the person, and and I see every person as a mirror of me. Yes, yeah, so I'm not I'm not looking or I'm not listening to them. In fact, the, the weirdest thing I'll say to people is I just don't listen to you. <laughs> I, I, I as, as as they're speaking, I, I say mm-hmm. I'm listening to myself, listening mm-hmm. to you, because yes, in that yeah. way, like if you're cramped and you're saying you know what um things are okay with my dad like mm-hmm. i don't need to be a rocket scientist to know there's something there that hasn't been addressed right, like that's right. what we're, exactly. so so, mm-hmm. so so when someone says you're a mind reader i'm like no it's the most obvious thing that you just aren't able to access because yeah, right. you're constricted right 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 yes yeah it's easy to see when once you dealt with your own is the thing you that's the I mean? whole thing you can see you can see you can see the shit on other people because you see it on you and you already took it off. It's really what it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that and I think that's the whole thing and Bambos, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about, you know, you could only hold space for another person to the degree that you've addressed that same issue in yourself. And if you're if you're if you're uncomfortable like cuz I we had a really beautiful both of our fathers were really abusive. Like yeah. Bambos was more physically abusive. Mine was more mentally bipolar, mm-hmm. yelled. Well, Bambos was, was, was both. Um, uh-huh. and, 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 and the weird thing was, is I got through my healing of the anger in the relationship to my own relationship to anger, you know, a few years back. And and to the point where I love my anger, it's like really beautiful, and it's it's channeling, it's telling me more than the sadness was ever telling me, and 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 in that way, it's like beautiful to allow that, and it was beautiful because I could hold it, it space. Became, it became a teacher for you. It was my teacher, clearly. Mm-hmm. But what happened was that I could then be there for Bombos's anger, where oh. I, I saw that that was obviously an issue people were were rejecting him for. I, I had to so through him. He helped me find peace with anger and violence to the point where uh. I look at them. And in the past, it would be something like, we need to solve this. This is mm-hmm. not okay. And now it's more like, oh, wow. There's a kind of groundedness and love towards yeah. that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see an interesting question coming through f- through South Africa from our amazing Bulelang Rakipili. Mm-hmm. When you were called a shaman, you said you are a wizard. Is a feminine word for wizard a witch? <laughs> you know, all the words really is mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. 
I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, wizard or a witch or a warlock, you know, <laughs> more of masculine terms and those kind of things. For me, it's more of a fantasy. Like in, in seventh grade, my best friend Juan, and they were, we were being asked what we want to be when we grow up. I said a wizard, and Juan said he wants to be a ninja. Uh-huh. And they were like, you can't be that. You can be, you can want to be a policeman or a fireman or something. Yeah. We're like, no, we want, I'll be a wizard and Juan will be a, a ninja. So right now I think that I am a wizard and Juan is running around somewhere, climbing up walls, backflipping yeah. off. Do you know what I mean? That's I, I love it. Yeah. So I think that, you know, the, the terms don't really particularly mean anything. One person could be a witch and then this other person calls themselves a witch. And sometimes people want to call themselves things just to feel a little more significant, you know? And I feel like mm. people kind of go into these kind of things because we don't feel significant enough. So we want to feel special in some kind of way. Yeah. And that's where I feel like a lot of the illusions and a lot of erroneous, well, at least my perception, erroneous uh, pathways, <laughs> uh, this kind of uh, modality, shamanism, uh, healing, these spiritual uh, readings, all these kind of things come into play as far as, we get into this because of that, but then we shed that skin off and go, oh, yeah, it's Napoleon. more. Than, yeah. Um, be, is Napoleon your your birth name? Yes, it means a yeah. uh, new lion city, new lion king is what it means. Yeah, beautiful. The reason I was asking, I, I had the kind of assumption that maybe you changed your name. I changed so, my name a bunch of times until I finally was like, you know what, I. Finally, I'm going to love my name now. Uh, nice. <laughs> so you, you went back to the original then? Right, yeah, which is Napoleon. The more I speak, the more I love you. You know that? Because in some ways, it's almost like I hear in you, I follow the path that feels right in this moment, and I don't need to be defined by whatever the past that it should have been, which is just really right. sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've got curiosity around feminism and how that was brought in and then how you basically will wear your clothing that is feminine as well. And then did you have experience with that before you went into this new tradition or was that something that came? No, I've always been like that, Uh except I would hide it before. And then uh China, this was my coming out kind of deal. And like, you know what, I'm going to introduce this because this is part of this shamanism. This is part of this, uh, I don't know, but even shamanism is kind of the word. I feel like that's getting overused and now it's lost its potency. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? But as far as this work, this butler work is what what it is. Yeah. Is concerned, since this part was part of it, then I really was like, now I now I can really step into this because I felt like in the Native American one, if I were to do that, they would I feel like I would be judged for that or it would be Diminished not, in some not, way. Right. It would be not taken as seriously now. It's, oh, that's not real because he wears panties, you know, type of deal. And it's like, but this version, which is the Filipino version, it makes sense to me. It's completely in my wheelhouse, you know. I, I just want to say, how incredible is it that you were rejected by the shamanism that you've gone into mm-hmm. that actually – and. And it was almost like the spirits were guiding that because it allowed you to find the one that was for meant for you. Yes, yes. I believe it was amazing. That was a great little storyline for that, you know, for this consciousness little book. And the character was very nice. And I got to experience that whole thing. And I got to collect all the cool stuff that came with it, all the magical items and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And, you know, and, and I get to set it away. And now I get to create new versions. Yeah, create a new version. Yeah. Things. Yes. Yeah, cooler versions, I think. Even 
Yeah. I, I'm a little bit taken aback or blown away by the fact that um, what you would call native... So uh, am I right when I say a group of shamans, Native Americans? Um, they weren't a group of shamans. It was the elders. The elders, yeah. The, so the I elders. mean, I'm sure the shaman was there, but... When we say elders, um, would you would you say that they were connected to higher? Um, you know, spirit? right now everybody's. I believe this, and every and it's not good or bad. It's just part of the process, right? Right now, the world is waking up. While it's waking up, it's starting to sense and see. Even the word the word trigger, starting all these emotions starting to coming out that weren't spoken about. Yeah. And Native Americans in general and Africans and, and people who have been – has ancestral trauma, that stuff yeah. is coming out easier, right? Because now they have a voice and now they're all collected together. It's not like, oh, you're not just being sensitive. I also feel like that. So it makes sense for all that to come out and those kind of things, you know? And sometimes whenever you have that, all of a sudden you you uh, you get hungry for it. Mm-hmm. So now it's a witch hunt where it's you're not you're not one of us and you're not this and you're yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. things with this when you can totally see that on the internet it's completely divided, which is part of the plan is to systematically divide as many people as possible so that we don't stand together, which is okay. That's part of the plan. It's part of the process, right? Yeah. So I feel like yes, that was they recorded it actually. I don't know where it's at, but I'm sure. But everybody was recording that whole thing, and it, it was it, interesting it, to me. What stood out was this. After she did it, and after I said, oh, you made me feel ashamed, and you're right, and all these kind of things, the tension in the room immediately dropped, and she was just crying, and you could tell she felt way better. She was just needed that, that to come out. So in a way, I feel like it was a healing. In fact, it was a healing. you know. And then she said something to me, which no one has ever said to, my, to me in my life. She's like, you're amazingly humble. And I was like, oh. That's weird. <laughs> you know, no one's ever called me that. So I felt like that was my little uh, trophy as far as the memory goes. Is well, I got the I got the extra video game Easter egg. I get yeah. to be called humbled by somebody who read the Declaration of War to me. You know? yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's what happened. I mean, I won those people over. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think in a way, in in and when you feel. People understand authenticity immediately, and they see that they want everything for a person and not from them. And I mm-hmm. believe that in the face of what you were confronted with, you showed them how deep your love was. And the love was so deep that if I'm not meant to be here, that's also just fine. And there's a mm-hmm. beauty that people, they only understand afterwards, though. They, they don't know what they missed until you're gone. Right. And, you know, they're being also like 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 your friend was telling you, hey, well, you should know about this. You should know about this. I feel like those memes and posters that they made of me was was that kind of a thing going on. And they judged it because I was part of this other group who may or may not uh, be authentic. You know, I just yeah. thought of it as a platform to give the people a blessing or something like this, you know. What does authentic mean to you? I guess... In the term that I just used it as, it was more of a, you're not specifically from Colombia, your parents were, or, you know, Mm -hmm. those kind of things like that. And it's like, you know, it's just judgment is what it is. Like, you're not judging uh, people who 
practice martial arts of the uh, of 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 uh, kung fu and these kind of things like that. You can be any race to be that, and no one trips out on it, right? Yeah. The reason I believe no one trips out on it because that ancestral trauma isn't there to trip out on. Do you know what I mean? So whatever there's an ancestral trauma, then of course you're going to try to grab it. Is this it? Maybe it's this over here, or you know what I mean? Those kind of things like that. That's beautifully said, yeah. actually, because. Because and then the words like cultural appropriation right, come right. in, uh-huh. because in, in a way, if there is that collective uh, the ancestral trauma, which I I, I I mean, I maybe heard that word before. But as you've mm-hmm. spoken it, I now have seen a lot because when you you you, you spoke very quickly over a lot of big themes mm-hmm. where we see that the world is becoming divided as people begin to absorb this, the ancestral trauma and in and separate themselves from one another, quite frankly. They're actually mm-hmm. using it as a means not to bring together, but actually, you know, to separate. And I believe, as you said earlier, that that is a a, a, a part of the process of healing. Yes, um, yes, yes. Kind of like, you know, if you get beat up, you kind of go home, lick your wounds a little bit. You're not going to fall bad. You're going to have to figure it out. And I feel like it's healthy for the world to even do that now, you know? Yeah, I agree. Na- Napoleon. No, uh-huh. Where would where where would you lean into if if you are going through something like maybe something hits you like something which isn't even yours but it's from from your ancestors? I don't know if you've had that experience, but where would you go to to uh, to heal that to or heal it or work through it? Mm. Uh, I go to my guides. Immediately, I go to my guides. You know, what I mean? in fact, I can't believe how people do it without it now. You know, like you guys or most of the majority of people, they have to count on themselves or some sort of faith that they don't really know, you know, because faith is faith and knowing is two different things. Like right? if you yeah. say, honey, my the, our, our party people are coming right now. They're they're here. Right. Honey, our people are here. That's a knowing. If you say, yeah. honey, uh, I believe the people are here. Mm. That's faith. But it's a completely different feeling. I believe the people are here or, hey, the people are here, right? Those are two different mm-hmm. things. So I feel like for me, the knowing part is to talk to the guys, you know, and, uh, hey, what do I do about this? Hey, you know, I feel this about this. And they're like, well, what is it? Shame. Is it uh, these kind of things? Is it over here? Is it that? Mm-hmm. And I particularly, since I take it out of people, I can take it out of myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a great blessing that I have as far as, as soon as I notice it, and I'll notice it very quickly to be like, oh, oh, I feel bitterness against this person because they did this to me, or oh, I yeah. better let that go. That's that's crap, or or you know these kind of things like this. And I'll notice. In fact, lately I noticed they started to tell me, which I wasn't ever cognizant of. Have you ever really forgiven yourself about all the little things that you did to somebody that you may have overstepped your bounds, that you may have hurt their feelings? And I started going in my past and I was thinking, oh, you know, when I was 15, I did this thing. And when I was over here, I did this thing. And I started just going through the line of like, let me find out all those little things that I never never thought about, you know? Beautiful. Sounds like a clearing. Yeah. It was more, more, more of a, a focus as far as, mm. is there any little piece of darkness in here? Is there any little piece of smudge of a cobweb, of a rust, of a something that doesn't serve this field's energy to, to the utmost ability that I could be the superhero that I feel like I am, you know, kind of the deal. Yeah. Reminds, reminds me a little bit of you when you contacted all your ex-girlfriends yeah. to apologize. 
Oh, wow. I did the same action. I did the same action. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, it was like, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would have had the balls to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stories were a little bit like, I remember the one I spoke to one and because as I said, so my dad was, 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 uh, was an angry man. Mm-hmm. And as we said, I judged anger, which meant that I suppressed it. Mm-hmm. And then when it built up over time, it came out and it came out as rage. Mm-hmm. So I quite literally became my dad at that ah. moment. Yes, and, yes. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and in my old, as I got older, I, I forgot all the instances because when you're angry, you don't even realize the impact that has on other people. You, you don't right. even understand it. It's like in, in time, you see, oh, my God, that one instance of anger. I could have been perfect for five years. But if I'm one instance of that rage, that individual can't trust me anymore because they're fearful that I could do that again. Right. You've made a neural net into their pet in their mind and in their mind. And now they think he's possible of that. So only knowing that I called them up to apologize for something I wasn't even sure of just to make sure that if that did occur, that I, I, that I at least wanted. And then one of them said something that was the weirdest thing. And I, I, it was, I wasn't sure if it was a compliment or otherwise, but she said, after we broke up, (laughs) she went out with a man and the man was physically abusive and then she lived in the same apartment complex as he did. Mm-hmm. She, she, he began to date another woman. And then that woman came rushing to their door one day because she was being physically abused. She opened the door. This individual, ha- the, the man that was physically abusive happened to be a doctor. Oh. And, and, and she, the, she, opens the, she opens the door and then she's with this second woman and she says to him, if you talk to either of us again, we go directly to the police and then we go to the hospital. We make sure you will never work again the rest of your life. We guarantee you this. And then so she said what she said word for word to him. And then uh-huh. she said afterwards, and I attribute that to you. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Wow. And, you've, and, ne- you've never shared this. Wow. Yeah. And so and it was a weird story because on one level, I thought, what a great experience, but like, it was a bit confusing for me as well at the moment because I like, so she took away from me that if you're that strong, that that'll have an impact on the other person that'll stop a behavior, whatever she was conscious of, I didn't even get into with her because, but it was, it was quite a a magical uh, moment. Yeah. That is amazing. That makes sense to me for a doctor. A doctor is like a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of ego too, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I had, uh, as you were speaking before, Napoleon, four weeks ago, exactly, I was going through what I would call depression. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a suffocation in my body. Uh And And it got to the point where I was working and I couldn't, like I saw I was working out of a desperation instead of love. And I stopped working and I just looked around my room just to ground a little bit. And I was like, wow, like, do I go to a doctor? They're going to give me medication. Like, who do I call for support? Mm -hmm. And then I have this meditation rug on the ground. So I I just said, sit sit the fuck down and breathe. And And who told you that? uh, Yeah. Like spirit. There was that guidance. Right. And I sat on the rug 
And as soon as I started taking the first breaths, there were just these tears. Uh-huh. And, and since then, uh, I've also been, I've, I've mentioned in this show, I've been meditating 100 minutes a day. Oh, wow, nice. I, ju- I just gave a number and I've been dedicating mm-hmm. to it. And n- nothing changed in my life. The outer mm-hmm. circumstance didn't change, but I saw that I created more space in myself mm-hmm. to tap into a thing, what, what I would call creativity mm-hmm. and more resourcefulness. And before, I was like, wow, I feel like no option in me anymore. Yeah. So th- I can so do that. Th- yeah, that was really a remarkable journey. So when I hear you also speak about how what you do when you're in a runt, if, mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of resonate in that way. I mean, sometimes they don't help me. Sometimes they, you know, you got to work it let out. Let you suffer. <laughs> so it's not that let me suffer. I, I don't, majority of the time I choose not to, or I'll see it yeah. coming in and be like, hey, you're not invited to the party. Where's your badge? You get out of here. Kind of a thing. <laughs> you know, I've set up some uh, mental uh, bouncers hmm. for any kind of yeah, negative thought or bouncers. any kind of thought that goes into, yeah. you know, I wait a minute, I mean, or even yeah. just any kind of random anything, because really we're just catching thoughts and none of it is our thoughts anyway. It's just yeah. flowing through everywhere, right? No one. In fact, even the patent, the idea of a patent is kind of silly because all these ideas are everywhere. But I guess it's whoever pulls it out of this dimension and puts it on a piece of paper and then that's yeah. in the physical dimension. Then, of course, then you get paid for the whatever it is. Yeah. Right? yeah. There's something you said, and, and, and Bola Long has, has stated it, and you mentioned a little bit when Bombos was speaking a moment ago. That I love the difference between the people are here and I believe the people are here. Mm-hmm. You, you said earlier, and we did one show on the topic, and and you mentioned it was Bambo said who 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 guided you to do that meditation, and the show was called Trusting Your Experience, ah. and and the the thing that I've spent a lot of time trying to support people to see is that, and I, and I look at like on the show, there's like 20 things I would say these are the things that serve me in my life. Like mm-hmm. I know until I had this, I was incapable of doing other things. And one of the things was trusting my experience, but trusting it to the point where, as you said, like it, it's, 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 how would you say? It's like, I don't need to go out of myself to see <laughs> that there's stuff here that if I allow spaciousness, I'll be shown the way. Yes. If I, it, it, and, and I also know if I don't know, it's not a problem. It's mm-hmm. just not the time for me to figure to, to to act on this at this moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and I, I, yeah, and I, but I see that you, as you say, as you talk about trusting the experience that, and 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 I've even spoken to Bambos about it. So when he quickly said, when you asked him who told you that, and mm-hmm. he said, oh yeah, 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 I really wanted him to like like I wanted to hone in on this lesson. Is right. that, it sounds like a spirit guide move, where it's like, hey, we're about that. You know what I mean? Like, what about that prayer rug? Yeah. Immediately, there's your mind hits it like Google. Whatever you input in the first sponsoring thought, your mind will immediately go to the next sponsoring thought of that matches that first thought, and you sat on the rug, you know. And, and it's and, and then you and, you started crying. So yeah, yeah that, I feel like that move is. And and I wanted to use this moves. moment because this is something we share, and I've spoken to you about it before, and I and I haven't necessarily seen you elevate it to that level. Mm. You, and, and I just want to embrace that now we're with Napoleon because I see that that's something that I've also tried to share in different ways. 
And I don't think I've ever been successful sharing it. And I thought maybe with Napoleon here, I could kind of point to like almost, oh yeah, that's the thing I'm talking about. Like that thing, that's the thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's a, it's a, how does it feel when I share that, by the way? Yeah, though? beautiful. It resonates. Oh, it's nice. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can only point the direction, right? And at some point, right. something like I, an individual needs to grab grab onto it himself but you yeah. Can, you can only, yeah yeah but sometimes sometimes there's that vibration and i can't you know i try to explain it there's a vibration and you know when you're resonating with another person and you're on that same vibration because you just feel the tenor you feel the groundedness and how they speak and you can associate immediately with your own experience and then and then it's like how you know, we, I, I think the best lesson is spending pe- time with people that live consistently in a certain vibration. Cause what happens is you pick it up just by being around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't have any friends. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Maybe I'm too picky. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, in time, I find I have very few friends as well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that makes sense, though, to be able to go away from people and come into yourself more deeply, you know. But I feel like I resonate with you guys. I feel whenever I really ask myself, do I resonate with this person? Would I play G.I. Joe's with this guy if I was 14? You know what I mean? Those kind of things. Then then they'll be my friend, you know. Like there was a time and he says to me, you need to have more friends. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like maybe I, we all need to have more friends. Yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> So, so what I did, I, I created a group mm-hmm. and where a workshop where, where people came in, but it, in the end, because I was a facilitator, uh-huh. I saw everyone having a bond, but I was holding space for it. So still I wasn't getting the thing that I wanted, mm-hmm. which was connection. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because but then he, you're the host, right? The, the, the host. host can't party. <laughs> yeah, the host can't party on his you're own. You're the barbecuing guy. You're just you're <laughs> yeah. You're making the meat for the barbecue. Exactly. Wow, uh, that makes sense. you know the one thing I loved when when Napoleon and I first we we first had our contact. Napoleon says, "So Andy, what interests you?" You know, and then of course when you're talking to someone the first time, you can see how how like down to earth they are when they don't try to like talk about things like. Well, Napoleon, I've been into intellectual stimulation for 20 years. Like I said, well, Napoleon, I got VR goggles last week and I've really been enjoying that. And then he's like, dude, I got VR goggles. We got to get online. And then that was sort of our bonding. Did you play yet? We didn't. You know what happened? happened? Not all that soon after our talk, Mm -hmm. I've been having sort of sort of weird dizzy spells. And some people you get you get you over kind of like seasickness you got to get over you'll get over it yeah i know but we're talking weeks or months so i stopped using the goggles because i didn't know what was going on and i didn't want to go back to the thing that actually that that got me a little bit off so yeah just there's a grounding exercise energetically you could do before before you get on on that and that would help it okay well Well, i'll share it with you afterwards yeah please thank you and there's another one and i know this is not of importance to anyone necessarily watching but the star wars series i know you like the star trek series right but the star wars the star wars series is very good if you're doing vr and you want to have an immersive experience as if you're going through a story like Mm -hmm. actually a movie but you're in the movie then it's an amazing experience i filmed this man (laughs) 
doing it. Doing it. Yeah, it's it is most, silly. It's, it's the most hilarious thing in the world. Right. And then I filmed him doing the same thing, and it looked like he belonged in a movie because he actually his moves were so agile and perfect. It was. Uh, it was I mean, I try to get. I really try to get into it. You know, what I mean, if I'm playing one, then I have my. I put on my armor. And my oh, mom do you really? So. Napoleon, our viewers are probably going to want to know the five steps to enlightenment. Can you share them with us now? Yes. The five steps of enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> this is a trick question. We don't ask many people. He's taking uh -huh. my humor. I hate that he uses my humor. And we're going to do so much more. <laughs> you know um, what? I think that if you were to really, when it comes down to it, it's really about raising your vibrational, what your dominant vibrational frequency is. So really, maybe it would be breathe correctly. Wow. You know what I mean? Because that's where you're getting all your energy from. Yeah. Yeah. There's a book that I own, but I never read it. But, mm -hmm. but the title is A Life Worth Breathing. And a life just, worth breathing. Ah, yeah. oh. And I, I, I just love that title, but I never felt like drawn that. to the book. Yeah, I really like that. But just... but what is your vibration telling you, Bambos? What do you mean? Like oh, it... breathe, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need to read the book anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what, I, what I've seen, uh, at least how my logic brain uh, rationalizes, is when there's tension in the body, we tend to have shallow breathing. And that mm. means probably a lot of the organs where the emotions are don't get oxygenated. So by breathing, mm. by sitting down to actually take the time to breathe, we're bringing oxygen into parts of our bodies where there's tension. Right. And, th and that's where things start to open up. We start to get more blood circulation mm. and spaciousness. Yeah. Huh. You know what yeah. I've noticed when I, in my sessions, people have been having this stuff, this energy, icky energy. Really, it's just etheric snot is what it is. On their face. Did you say etheric snot? Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. Kind of like doing a session is basically like changing somebody's diaper. A baby doesn't know it's shit on itself. And humans don't generally know that they have all this crap on themselves, which is what it is. Yeah. That I have to pull out a, a, like you're gutting a fish almost, you know, kind yeah. of, you know. Those where, where are you located, Napoleon? I'm in Las Vegas. Can you tell us if people want to find you and they want more information where they should also go before you do anything so that they can connect with you and connect with your content? Oh, yeah. I forgot that people are watching this. You can just I, check out my Facebook. Napoleon Reyes. That's it, right? And we've got it yeah. in the content. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to share something with you about as far as even vibrational frequency and raising that vibrational frequency in a very easy way. So simple. In fact, most people will bypass it. Like not even take a second glance, but it's so easy, it's ridiculous. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to raise your vibrational frequency by having you raise your vibrational frequency in a way that really responds to your inner sovereignty, your inner divinity, that mm -hmm. creator part of you, right? So I want you to go like this, about half an inch apart. And what we're going to do is we're going to say this invocation. An invocation means to summon from above. As an evocation means to summon from below. We're going to summon it from above. And what we're going to do is we're going to say this thing three times. And after the third time we say it, a burst of energy is going to come out of your palm chakra. All right. So let's try it out. I invoke the light of the Christ within. I invoke, I invoke the, the light, light of, of the, the Christ, Christ within. within. I am a clear and perfect channel. I'm I am a clear and perfect, perfect channel. channel. Love and light is my guide. 
Love and light is my guide. One, I invoke the light of the Christ within. I invoke the light of the Christ within. I'm a clear and perfect channel. I'm a clear and perfect channel. Love and light is my guide. Love and light is my guide. Two, I invoke the light of the Christ within. I invoke the light of the Christ within. I'm a clear and perfect channel. I'm a clear and perfect channel. Love and light is my guide. Love and light is my guide. Should I feel it? Can you feel heat or pushing or anything like that? Yeah. Good. Open your eyes, but keep your hands there. Now I want you to spread your hands open. Where can you feel this energy field get denser? About right there? Right there? Good. So that's your bioetheric energy, right? Bio coming from you. Ether, the state between matter and energy. We're going to make a beeb, a bioetheric energy ball. But this time when we do it, we're going to access our Christ light. And we're going to mean it, right? And when we say, I invoke the light of the Christ within, what you're saying is not necessarily, Jesus, come over here. It's not, nothing like that. It's basically saying, I invoke the God within me, the creator within me, the true spirit, the cognizance of consciousness within me, the immortal spirit. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm invoking, right? So when you say it, just mean it. And then when you say, I'm a clear and perfect channel, all you're doing is stating right here, right now, in this time and dimension, I, in fact, am a clear, perfect channel. When we say love and light, I want you to really feel love. Any kind of love you ever felt, any any act of kindness you ever saw, any all the love in all domains and realms and dimensions, in all the galaxies, all at once. Feel that love, all right? All right. So we're going to do it one more time. This time we're going to say it with meaning and with complete, optimized love and, and intention. So I invoke the light of the Christ within. I invoke, I invoke the, the light, light of the Christ, Christ within. within. I am a clear and perfect channel. I'm a, I'm a clear, clear and perfect channel. channel. Love, 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 light is my guide. Love, 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 love light. and light is my guide. Is my I guide. invoke the light of the Christ within. I invoke the light of the Christ within. I am a clear and perfect channel. I'm a clear and perfect channel. Love, love, love and light is my guide. Love, love, love and light is my guide. I invoke the light of the Christ within. I invoke the light of the Christ within. I am a clear and perfect channel. I'm, I'm a clear, clear and perfect channel. Love, love, love and light is my guide. Love, 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 love and light is my guide. You feel it. it should be way stronger, yes? Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm feeling? I, I'm feeling the pressure of it as I'm pushing it in. Like yeah, it's, it should it's, be denser in the middle. So yeah, pull, yeah, yeah. Pull, but pull your hands out like this. <sighs> and then kind of where is the edge of this field now? Where can you feel it? Where is the edge of it? It should be way bigger because we put actual intention in. You just yeah, say the light of the Christ. I mean, I mean, I'm pushing it in here. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna squeeze this in and become and make it more of a a ball. So you go ahead and you're gonna form it, just snowball or a, a giant meatball. Okay. And obviously, this would look completely insane to somebody who's not at the vibrational frequency of this, right? They won't be able to feel it or anything like that. So, but we could feel it because we invoke the light of Christ. We basically use our own God. Godness or godlingness is what I like to call it to create it. Good. So we have it into a ball mm. and go ahead and push it towards the camera. There you go. And you should be able to feel this. Can you feel me push against yours? Mm. Can you feel it? <laughs> yes or no? Yes, yes. Good. Yeah, so I that's a confirmation it. for your neural net. Can you feel it too? Yeah, I feel it. Okay, good. So now we have it together. Now I want you to vision inside this ball, this fear, this beeb, just pictures of people just loving each other. Mm. Yes, people smiling, hugging, laughing, eating. A new world. Mm. 
everybody just getting along, just the world getting along. All the nations getting along. All the riot shields thrown down. You have it? Mm. Good. Now, one more thing. I want you to bless every child in this planet right now. Just feel love for every child on this planet. They are all your children. All of them. So feel it. Mm. Just feel love for them. Hmm. Boost them. You got it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> now you have those energies and feelings in that energy ball. What we're going to do is we're going to put our hands on the bottom of the ball. And on the count of three, we're going to throw it up in the air. And we're going to clap our hands and we're going to tell it. Seek your purpose. This isn't a please give me. This is a commandment. Seek your purpose. All right. So one, two, three. Throw it up in the air. Clap your hands. Seek your purpose. Seek your purpose. Seek your purpose. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's a little offering for them or uh, for us, whatever way you want to view it. I'm sweating Ooh. right now. And I'm still like feeling this pressure between my hands. <laughs> like I just was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can have. You, you probably should feel it still because you, as soon as you uh, really invoke your own godliness, which is natural, it's almost like electricity. Yeah, yeah. My body feels like I'm yawning. Like I just like I need to go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good. I'm glad that uh, you guys did that and experienced that with me. Mm. Thank well, you thank for you, sharing. Yeah. It's really mm. beautiful to be with you. I knew it would be if we were going to get you. You, but you, you noticed that it was very logical, right? It wasn't like there's this mystical, magical, under, not understandable no. thing. It's all just – it's just no, a new I, form of science. It's just a new form yeah, well, of – Well, I mean, what, you know, when you said we're going to raise the vibration, mm-hmm. as I went through the experience, I was feeling into, wow, if you're embodying the things that we just experienced and that's the vibration you're giving into the world, then you're creating more of the thing that's going to create peace and harmony and love. Like that's it. So, uh, so I, I felt that as an experience in this moment. So thank you. That that's what I took away from this experience. Oh, well, thank you. You guys were the batteries and in uh, chargers and you know what I mean? Yeah. Three is very powerful to do it with. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Great to be with you. I should leave you with something. I'm just your mirror. I'm not special. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Napoleon. You're welcome. Thank you. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.